The Perth Football Podcast is proudly brought to you by Macron Store Perth, an industry leader in quality teamwear specialising in grassroots, semi-pro and professional team attire. Visit the Macron Sports Hub Perth Facebook page for more. Thank you to Macron for helping us keep the pod running and for their continuous involvement in community sport. Thank you so much for the interview, and Sean, always a pleasure, mate. Thank you so much. I think Andy hit the nail on the head there, right, where he mentions Daryl Nicholl and the importance and his, and his clinicalness. But the fact that the guy gets two chances, scores two goals, and that's the reason why they win the game, that's just crucial, especially at this time of the season. Man, how, how many superlatives do we have for Daryl Nicholl and his ability to pop up at the right moment, at the right time? The guy just has ice in his veins, right? Has ice in his veins. He just knows where the goal is. And I don't know, you know how much more you can say about him because he's got a record of, what, like 130-odd goals in 150-odd games. It's, it's, it's almost outrageous, like, how, how deadly he is. I think he, I think he moved to 21 for the season with his double today. So Sorry, another, what? Yeah, 21 for the season. So another stellar campaign for, for Daryl. He's... Yeah, we, like Josh says, we run out of superlatives to, to describe him. Um, he's a player who he has he has everything about his game. Really, he's quick. He's got that. He's got the movement as well as a striker. He's not just a finisher. He's a player who pulls out of position, and he's also a player that's capable of playing in multiple styles as well, which is I think is probably the most impressive thing. Like we see Red Star build up through Higgins, through Tom Hoff, and 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 through these guys in the midfield, and, and Nichols able to make those runs and get on the end of chances. But he's also capable of playing on the counter with Chuck Dow, as we've seen so often throughout the years, so the last couple of years. So, yeah, you run out of superlatives, and, and football is a game of moments. And as um, as Sean sort of referenced, there was a really big opportunity for, for Anthony Scorich to, to turn the game back in Coburn's favour, perhaps. But then Daryl stepped up, took his two chances, and that's ultimately what decides things. And it's a result which keeps Red Star top of the league as things stand. I think that's also, before you go in there, uh, Josh, I think it also just kind of to how important having a big time goalkeeper is as well because if I'm 12 yards from goal and I've got the ball and I look up and it's Liam ready like it takes a lot of minerals to, to not even have that go into your thought and just go I'm just going to bury this but you're looking up and you're like Jesus Christ it's Liam ready I need to you, you, you might even try to put more into it or you might try to put it more into the corner and the fact that he hit it straight at ready I, I think yeah I, I think I think that shows you the importance of a good goalkeeper as well and I think that's been one of the question marks over Red Star over the last two years is have their goal keeper's been able to stand up in the big moments. You know, we know Riley Stevenson is injured, which is how Reddy came to the club in the first place on the injury replacement deal. Had, had that moment against Florian where, you know, he dropped the ball and gave up the penalty. Uh, didn't get a red... Oh, got a red card. Had it rescinded. Just to remind you. Uh, that's for Sean's benefit as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, you look, you look at those moments, you go, you know, how big is a keeper when it comes to staying up in the case of maybe Inglewood uh, with Alex Dunn. You know, how big is a keeper in terms of winning a title with Sterling and Red Star, you know, with Reddy and Bosdead, two of the best keepers 
in the league behind them and uh, the two best defensive records in the league I think as well so to your point Josh that's absolutely spot on and we've seen as well games where you know James Bossett hasn't been available and you've had the, the 20s keeper or a younger keeper playing and it has hurt Sterling so having that experience between the sticks or having that quality between the sticks is a big big deal Matt, you mentioned that, and that's the perfect uh, that's the perfect transition for me to talk about the Sterling game, because James Bosnett was immense, absolutely immense. It says it's a two-nil win for Sterling, and they could have been out of sight in the first half of the chances that they got. Asher Nelson, your guy Josh, scored a screamer, but he had two chances earlier where he could have scored to, to you know, before then to make it one or two nil. Um, Sam Wynn gets into some really good positions, flashes a couple crosses out wide, flashes them across the box. Um, Kingsley Eshon also played a terrorizing role in that first half for Sterling, but they couldn't they couldn't take a much more commanding lead. And in the second half. Pete Yorkobs hits the post. Backs to the wall. Huge, huge, big-time backs-to-the-wall performance for Sterling. Pete Yorkobs hits the post. Um, before then, Nathan Costello has a glancing header off a corner. Big-time save from Bosnett. Um, our guy, Wacko Jacko, Chris Jackson, rounds the goalkeeper, but he gets nudged. He gets nudged enough from, um, from Bosnett to make him go wider than he wants, and he just can't quite hook it in. And there's just... It's just moments and times there where defense just became huge for them. And they end up scoring the final goal, last minute of play. Daniel Fagney gets it on the counterattack. But this game, really, that Sterling Armado game, that was a game for leaders and for big-time moments. And Dejan Spaseski played, I think, his first 90 minutes. He started in centre-back and was a monster. There was one block that he had where he literally dived, like dived ahead first um, to stop a cross. It hits him in square in the chest. What, what was... Go on, sorry. Like, like, he dived like a salmon. He like, literally like dived like a salmon to take that, that and, shot. And no hands. Chest. No hands. Like literally like, like a salmon to block the shot. Um, he put in about four or five big time slide tackles in there as well. Um, and at the same, he, he has no he has no regard for his safety. He, doesn't he he wears that shirt, and it's a heavy shirt from him. Being a Macedonian boy playing for his local club, having all that pressure on him, he wears that shirt with such grace. And he, I don't think anyone wants to win the league more than he wants to win the league. And he, honestly, it was a big time performance at centre back and he, at centre midfield as well. He was there when they went down as well, wasn't he? he? he I don't know if he was there when they went down. I think he came back while they were while they were in Division 1. But it was a big-time performance from him. And look, we've got this interview with Ian Ferguson um, where Ian Ferguson talks about the title race, the run-in. Uh, he also talks about the, the, the importance of a big squad and those big-time leaders. So uh, check out that interview right now. Perth Football Podcast with me, Kalicha Sunwa, joined with Sterling Macedonia coach Ian Ferguson. Fergie, uh, 2-0 win, but it was a last-minute win to, to seal it. How's the heart after that? Yeah, look, it's um, obviously still pumping uh, pretty fast. You know, we got the goal in the last uh, the nine minutes, which was was great to get. You know, it sort of eases the, the nerves a little bit. But you know what, they, they came back well in the second half and they, they put us under pressure a little bit. Um, but look, the game for me was, um, it should have been well done in the first half. We had five, six great opportunities. 
and we won one 0 up at half time. So you're still obviously under the pump, but uh, you know you, anything can happen. You know they go over the long ball, they look for runners to, to get on by at the end of things, and and it causes a few problems second half. But as you said, the heart was still pumping, and it was good to get the the, the three points. Um, in in the title run-ins like this. You, you need leaders, and two of the biggest leaders in the team, Bosnett, two of the biggest personalities, James Bosnett and Dejan Spasewski, they looked immense today. How was important is it to have these people who can be the difference between one point and three points? Look, they, uh, they're very important. Look, Dion's were captain, and he's been out for a long time. And, and to come back and give a display like that, and you know, he also played centre back at the beginning of the game, and then he went into the midfield where we had to bring Giles off. Uh, so he played a massive, massive part, which I thought was great. Bozer as well. You know, he, he's a, he's a leader in there. You know, we need him. His he's worth at least twelve to fifteen points a mm. season for us. He's been excellent again today. You know, he's pulled off some great saves, and I thought Palmatier was was excellent as well. So when you've got these type of leaders and, and type. Of characters in your dressing room you know it all stands well and last one from me at this stage of the season it absolutely becomes a squad game it becomes a depth game and Daniel Fakney comes off the bench I'm sure he would have been disappointed not to start in terms of the competition that you've got in the team but comes off the bench and he seals it for you how important is it are these players especially at this time of the year look I always look for uh, impacts uh, from the subs um, and you know Daniel come off the bench today as you said and little George come off the bench as well and, and they've done a great job you know so I was I was delighted with them um, you know Daniel was causing them problems down the left hand side the right hand side um, you know two or three times um, so I, I was delighted with that. As I said before, I, I like the impact from subs. You know, I don't want subs just to go on and go through the motions. I want them to show me that you know they're getting 15, 20 minutes and shows what you've got in that 15, 20 minutes. You know, Daniel was very unlucky not to start today. I was very, I was, I was tossing between him and the other. Um, so yeah, look, he, he obviously uh, came on as a sub and he's, he's done himself uh, no harm today. Fergie, thank you so much for your time. Congrats on the great win as well. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to a teaser of the Full-Time Whistle podcast. To listen to the rest of the Full-Time Whistle, uh, join us on our Patreon. You can access it at patreon.com slash the Perth Football Podcast. That's right, patreon.com slash the Perth Football Podcast for the cost of $6 a month. That's you buying us one uh, one of the Kalichi coffees that I get in town. Uh, it's the uh, Long Mac topped up with oat milk. So yeah, uh, to listen to the rest of this, thank you once again for listening to this match. Uh, but if you'd like to listen to the rest of this, check it out on the Perth Full Time Whistle podcast. 